All right, our scriptures today are Matthew 11, 28 through 29, and Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Matthew 11, 28 through 29. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Philippians 2, 5-11 Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him in the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Friends, I wish that we weren't the hurting ones. I wish that we weren't the people who had something that was hard. I wish that we weren't in a season of waiting. I wish that things made more sense. I, um, a couple of Sundays ago, was telling the story of how I miss our foster son, who we had raised for a year and a half. And as I was telling the story, I was talking about his bright red hair and his beautiful blue eyes and his smile and his giggle and all the things that I missed about him. And I burst into tears. And I had to use the bathroom, but it was the fact that I was crying that made me run to the bathroom. And I said, sorry, friends, I got to cut it. And I ran to the bathroom and I tried to pull myself together. And I, I wonder, why we do that? Why do we feel like we have to pull ourselves together? Why do we feel that we can't be honest and cry in front of friends? And I'm concerned that maybe we have that attitude with God as well. And maybe we feel like there's pressure to pull ourselves together before we're in his presence. That we have to wipe our tears away, maybe fix our mascara and our makeup before we come into his presence. And that's not at all what he desires from us. Maybe he desires something different than that. In Matthew 11, 28 through 29, Jesus, he describes himself as gentle and humble in heart. And we had to memorize this scripture for women's discipleship. And that struck me that the God of the universe, the creator who made the heavens and the earth, the mountains and the birds and everything in creation, he calls himself humble and gentle. That a God so big could be so gentle, that he could come to earth and, and take the shape of a baby, not just any baby, but a baby born into crazy circumstances, um, having a, a just scandalous beginning in that it appears that his mother cheated on her fiancé and the 
maybe she's pregnant, and maybe there's questions about that pregnancy, and maybe there's scandal, and that the God of the universe would choose to come and, and, and be cared for by humans. How is that possible? That doesn't make any sense. Like, if I were God, I would definitely be born into something much more beautiful. Maybe, I don't know, a two millionaires? <laughs> and have the most beautiful house and the most fabulous mother? And, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't have chosen the way he came. Maybe that tells us something about who he is and what he values. Maybe it's completely different than what we value as a culture. I don't understand it completely. Maybe he's just so much more mysterious than we give him credit. <laughs> he's not just Emmanuel, God with us, but he is also God who knows what it's like to experience the things we've experienced. He's had, he's been in the presence of friends whose brother had just passed away. He's experienced what it was like in Gethsemane when he was asking his friends to intercede for him and pray for him in this time of major anxiety, maybe? Um, he, was, he was hoping to be in the presence of true friends, and they were sleeping in his time of need, his time of support, where Jesus himself is actually saying, please, stay up with me, pray with me, I need your presence, and he continues to find them sleeping. He knows what it's like to not, to not be known the way he wanted to be known. He knows what it's like to be hurting, to, to see death, to smell the good and the bad, to, to just be in the presence of this world that's all messed up. And I, and I got this feeling as I was preparing for this message that there is a grief that maybe he understands that we don't understand. We assume that because he's God that things made sense for him, but, but he, it was the fact that he was God that he knew what Eden was like, that he knew what we were created for, that we were created for this beautiful communion with him and the Father, that things were meant to be all making sense. And then sin entered the world, and it broke. And everything got stinky. And I can't imagine the grief that he felt for us when he walked this earth and, and saw people being crucified, or even when Herod decided to kill every baby boy under two. And hearing all these mothers grieving and torn, I can't imagine how his heart broke for humanity and for creation, what we were meant for, what the beautiful things that he had planned for us. When sin entered, things got messy. Things were no longer the way they were meant to be. How his heart must have broken. We sometimes been so well behaved with God that we forget his humanity. Forget that he walked and he experienced this earth the way we experience it. He is not some distant God who says, pull it together, be strong. I never wept, be more like me. Did you hear that? Jesus wept. Perfect Jesus wept. So why is it that we feel like we have to pull it together to be in his presence? He says, stop it. Stop it now. I am your father. I love you. I had this experience with my son when our dog recently passed away. And we put all of her things, her favorite little toys that she 
joy. And we uh, put some pictures of her, and we put them in, the bo- in a box, and we put her picture on the front of the box. And I felt like I didn't know what to do with this box, but I wanted there to be some sort of memory for her. And we had plans of burying it in a park, which is probably not legal. Um, so it kind of just sat in our kitchen for a while. And um, I came downstairs and I saw him a couple of days later just weeping over this box. He was crashed in the corner, just broken over this box. He was missing his dog. My heart broke for him. I know it's silly to cry about a dog, right? And I took his face and I said, Oh, sweetheart, I'm so sorry that you're sad. I miss her too. She was such a great dog. She was so beautiful. She was so great to our family. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be broken. This is a safe place for that. I'm never not going to love you. And I think when we have this attitude towards God that we have to pull it together, that we have to be okay, that we have to be okay for who? Who are we lying to? When people ask, how are you? And we're like, oh, everything's fine. And then we go cry in the bathroom. Who are we fooling? And I, you know, I am an imperfect mother. I lose my patience. I get frustrated. Things are messy in my house. Most of the time, our socks don't match. But God, he is a perfect father. And what an injustice we do to him when we don't realize that he wants to take our faith, our faith in his hands and say, Oh, sweetheart. The things that break you break me. When you want justice, I want justice. When you wait, I wait. I wish I could change all of this for you, and I wish that it made sense, and I wish that we were in Eden, but we're not. I love you. I love you so much. Don't feel like you have to clean yourself up for me. I am Emmanuel. I am with you, not just with you. I know what it's like when things don't make sense. I went to the cross for your sins. Since I didn't commit, it doesn't make sense. I'm with you. He's beautiful, guys. He is so compassionate and humble. He is a beautiful, beautiful savior. He's intimately involved in the details of our lives. I can't get over it. Like, I really can't. Like, it blows my mind. I have another crazy story, just a short one, but I gotta tell it. And it might not mean anything to you, but it means so, so much to me. I went to this art store, and you know, art is my therapy, and Mary, I'm sure you understand that as an art teacher. I went to this art store and I knew we didn't have money and I walked the aisles and I said, I want that, I want that, I want that, and these things would be really good for me because this is how I process things and I should have them, but I walked out of there like a good girl and I didn't buy a single thing. And I came home and 
A day or two later, someone dropped off a package for me. One of Braxton, my son, has autism, and so he has all these therapists at the house. One of his therapists from, I want to say, months and months ago that I had completely forgotten about felt that God was laying on her heart to drop off something at our house for me. And inside of that bag, my friends, was the most beautiful art supplies. It was all of these things that I had wanted for myself and I didn't purchase. That is the kind of God that we serve. He is not so big that he is distant. It is these little, tiny, beautiful details, better than our own parents, better than my own ability to be a mom. The things I want for my son that I want to provide, he is beyond that. And I have these art supplies, and what a beautiful, beautiful God, that he knew that I was grieving a beautiful foster son. And he said, yes, you're right, art is your therapy. I instilled that in you. And not only that, but I am a fantastic provider. I delight in you, and you, and you, and you, and you. And your tears, you know what, they don't scare me. And your inability to pull it together, to be well behaved in front of others, doesn't scare me. Because I'm big, and I'm intimate, and I'm all of these things. And a lot of times it doesn't make sense, but he is good. And so, I think all I have to say is trust him. Trust him with all of it. He is good. He is Emmanuel with us, but not only with us, he gets it. He gets it in a way that we haven't given him credit for. I love him. And I pray that you will love him, that you will trust him, and that you will be in a relationship with him in a way that excites you to talk about him. That's all I got.